With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's up? It's Anderson Small. You are listening to Raspy Voice Kids. Cause she don't get too many likes. A curly head, a cutie, I could turn into my wife. Wait, that means forever, ever. Hold up, never mind. Oh, I spy. It's the Raspy Voice Kids. You are listening to the RVK on Pop Culture. This is Brandon Phoenix joined by Jeremy JN Phoenix. Let's go. Today we are talking about Instagram, not just Instagram, but we're talking about Facebook as well. Social media presence. How do you respond when your significant other likes pictures of people of the opposite sex? Jeremy, go. It's so sensitive, man. Social media killing relationships. People getting jealous, people getting scared, left and right, all kinds of things going on. How do you feel when your man, when your girl likes the picture of some dude or girl of the opposite sex? Now, I'll be honest, it goes down. It goes down all the time. And the like is a powerful button, Brain. I'll be honest. They talk about how there's a certain, you know, what dopamine or endorphins that are released every time you get a like. Certain people like rise and fall on those likes um but the truth be told for me personally i can see liking people of the opposite sex's uh posts it just depends on what it is if it's something scandalous and racy and i'm in a relationship no i don't want my girl liking that picture and no if i'm the person i'm not going to like that picture it all depends on the situation and what it is um, but just like in general, I mean, if the girl is with her, her boyfriend and, you know, her kids or, you know, if the dude is out golfing, and it's just a regular picture. I understand that fact. I mean, we all got friends. I've never been a jealous person, mostly in my life. Me neither. You know, I've always been the kind of dude, if you're mine, you're mine, I'm going to trust you. So I've never been super jealous, but I do understand the fact of if they're out there liking pictures, they ain't got no business liking, um, it's a question mark. I'm going to think if I see that you like dude with an eight pack, just like I have, uh, I'm going to be like, yo, uh, you know, what's going on? It just, you know, it just depends on the situation. Yeah. That's a big deal to me. It's like, what kind of picture is it? 
That's one of the things we're talking about. Because if you're liking pictures that are just friend pictures, they're just normal pictures, people just documenting their life, I don't have a problem. But if you're liking pictures that are thirst traps, now we got an issue. Because we all know what the thirst traps are, Jay. You know what? You know what just hit me? It just hit me this. Any picture that you're going to screenshot and send to one of your homies that you like, <laughs> uh, somebody of the opposite sex, then you don't need to like it. No, that's a good rule of thumb. If you're if going you're, to screenshot if in a relationship. it to one of your friends, like, dang, look at this, you don't need to like it. A thirst trap, for those who don't know, is a sexy photo posted on social media to attract attention. It can also refer to a person considered sexy, a social media crush. That is a thirst trap. And, and you know it. Here's the thing. No, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. You know it when you see it. Yep. I don't care what the caption is. I don't care. You know, them captions, they be deep. But in the pictures, they be shallow as a puddle. Let's be for real. Yep. 100%. I'm telling you, them thirsty girls, man, they be in the desert. They be the Sahara. You know, but it's not they, just girls nowadays, Jay. It's not just girls. These guys nah, are thirst trapping too. too. Dudes too. I'm telling you. It's but like, you, I, I will say with girls, girls do more of the oh my god, <laughs> it's so bright outside. Knowing the picture has nothing to do with the brightness. <laughs> Dudes don't do that. Dudes be like straight up, like yeah, <laughs> this what time it is. <laughs> you think so? A little more. I think girls play the oh, this is just a picture. This picture my new highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I think they're bolder than they used to be. Right. I saw I saw a quote from HBCU Confessions that said, if your man is constantly liking half-naked IG model pics on IG, that's not your man, love. Argue with me if you want to. Signed, Anonymous. Hilarious. And true. Matter of fact, I saw... Is it I true, saw- Jeremy? IG models, not people's he knows... IG models. Nah, if it's multiple, Brandon. If you're doing it, like, the the, the the name of the game is moderation. So even if you're liking somebody's pictures um, that have nothing to do with raciness, you can't like too many of them in a row. You can't like 10 pictures in a day of somebody or else you're sending a signal. Am I right? Exactly. It's like you're across the street waving your arm saying, look at me, look at me. It's moderation. So so if you like one or two IG models, oh, like, oh, she bad, okay, I'm going to like that. Okay, th- that's that's up to you. But if you like too many, if every time I see you, somehow I'm looking and you liking every girl's, yeah, no, man, you thirsty. And you out there. And you a picture watcher, okay? Picture watcher. That's who you is. And we know who they are. And you know who, what you are in a relationship. Now, you were talking earlier, something that we talked a little bit off air. about and you, micro- never, and you never heard of it before. Micro cheating. Never heard of it. Micro cheating. I'm gonna give y'all the definition of micro cheating, and I want y'all just to listen and take it in because I feel like a lot of people will identify with this because this is true. I don't think it ever had a name, but we've all felt it in some way at some time at some point in our lives. Micro cheating is a series of small actions that a person takes when they are emotionally or physically focused on someone outside of the relationship. Now, these actions may or may not be disloyal, but they aren't completely innocent. As well, let me tell you straight up, Jay. If I catch my girl micro cheating, she's getting macro broken up with. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Hey, hey, yeah. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> macro super kick, 
but that's not that's not politically correct in this day and age because we would clearly be joking because we it's would not never any kind of correct politically correct non politically correct ain't no super kicking that's just the end of the relationship if you're out there micro cheating we macro breaking up that's the end of it big time I believe the perfect song for this is hey sexy lady it was nice to know ya but, but I gotta, I gotta move, move on, on. Oh, oh, oh. And that's what it is. Like micro, micro. Wait, wait, wait. What's his name? Who was the singer of that song? I think Youngberg. Youngberg with the lisp. Youngberg, man. I'm embarrassed to even know his name or even shout him. Youngberg, shout to Youngberg. It's like shouting out Chameleon Air. Yo, what up, Chameleon Air? Trying to catch me riding dirty. So cheesy. But the truth is, though, uh, micro cheating, I think it happens all the time. I think even in happy relationships, micro cheating where you allow yourself to experience happiness outside of the relationship because it's this young guy showing you attention, um, because they make you feel a certain way. It is something that, like I said, it's, it's not being disloyal. You've done nothing disloyal, but if you're going to be honest about it, you are. You're, you're not. I, I you're disagree. Not disloyalty, disloyalty starts in the heart. Okay? Amen. There's a Amen. famous scripture that says, out of the heart, out of the mouth, the heart's abundance speaks. Well, out of the clicks, the, the heart's abundance speaks as well. I'll tell you right now. So when you texting, when you liking, you're telling the world what you really are interested in, what you're about. So I do think there is, I do think it's cheating, personally. I'm not telling you it rises to the level of. Uh, I don't think it's cheating. I, I honestly wouldn't put it there to cheating because. Okay, maybe that's too far. But uh, but you're let, not let doing guess. that. Wait, wait, wait. It's not cheating, so you probably would call it uh, micro-cheating? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's the name of it. <laughs> micro-cheating. It's definitely micro-cheating. <laughs> oh, it's one of the best best named words or best, you know, definitions of a word well, like ever. Like I said, micro-cheating leads to macro-breakups. All right. Well, check this out. Bustle.com. That's right. Bustle.com came out with a top. They came out with top 11, but three of them were whack. So top eight, I'm going to say. Ways of knowing your man or woman is cheating on you on social media. Always interacting with people you barely know. That's number one. What do you think about that, Brandon? I think ding, ding, ding. Depends on how long the relationship's been going on. If we've been together for years and years and they're communicating with a bunch of people you don't know, there's a problem, buddy. There's a problem, buddy. Number two, they ignore your tags and comments. That's just rude. Okay, let's say they aren't cheating. Let's say they aren't cheating. They're just straight up rude. Yeah, you shouldn't be with them in the first place. Jerks. Not interested. Number three. Um. Oh, oh, that's that. I was trying to read what I wrote. One name in particular keeps popping up on all their likes and comments of the opposite sex. You ever seen that guy who said when you catch, you seen those memes that say when you catch the guy who keeps putting hard eyes under your girl's pictures? No, I haven't seen that. But it was I say? It's like a guy physically getting violent. And it's like when you finally catch the dude who's been putting hard eyes under your girl's, under your girl's. But it's funny because, I, you know, <laughs> all my chicks been bad. So I understand what people be coming left and right. They got mad stalkers because they fly. I understand that. So that ain't never bothered me. You be a stalker, but you got to be respectful. Need to be. Number four, 
They make plans without you. Once again, depends on how deep you are in the relationship. Four or five years, three or three or four years, two or three years, whatever, whatever, whatever. Over a year, if they're making plans without you, if they consistently do it, I'm going to have a flag. Yep. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Five, when they stop posting couple pictures. Bingo. That's one of my major things I say all the time. You can tell real quick how invested a person is in a relationship. If you're in a relationship, especially if you're married, and I never see pictures of your significant other. And your profile picture is only you for an extended period of years. It tells me all I need to know. You're putting out the vibe that you are not invested in your relationship. I agree. Sending clear messages. But number six, like contra- not that contradictions, but goes the other side of the way. It says, when you start posting too many pictures of you and your loved one, which means you're insecure about your relationship and you want to hear people say, oh, you look so good and you feel bad, so you want to try to prop it up. Yeah. And I hear that too. Yeah, Brandon, I don't I know about that, that one. Nah, I've seen plenty of people on social media being like, and there's too many, there's too many lovey-dovey pictures of them. And I'm like, you're not happy. Yeah, I you may not be happy, but that doesn't mean you're cheating. Doesn't, but it could be a red flag. Could be a red flag. Number seven, which is crazy. Number seven is they actively talk to their ex. Now, what do you think about that? No, I got a problem with that. Unless y'all got kids, what are y'all talking about? What do y'all have to talk about? What in the world do y'all have to talk about? If you ain't got no kids, what do you have to talk about? No, that ain't okay. That ain't cool. That ain't kosher. Number eight is probably the most important one, and it's so stupid. Everybody knows this. And I'm going to tell the young dudes, for the young dudes who don't understand, because there's a point, point in my life that I didn't get it. If your girl is too protective with her phone or laptop, about handing it over if you need it. Like, I'm not one of them dudes who checks phones or laptops. No. Nope. My phone had broke. I needed to use her phone for a couple of days while mine got fixed. Do you know how long it took her to hand me her phone? Forever, forever in a day. Forever in one day. So, if it takes them too long, if they're too protective of their phone or laptop, that is, for me, the clearest sign. Yep, no, I, I think that's a great sign. I think it goes both ways, guys and girls. Uh, oftentimes, dudes are the ones who are maligned with the idea that they're the ones who are hiding their phone. I love all those memes saying, your girl says I get to look at your phone if I beat you in this game. Showing dudes dunking on the girl, making sure she can't win the game so she can't look at his phone. I love stuff like that. But in real life, ain't nothing funny about that. You should have nothing on your phone that your girl can't see. That's the truth. Unless you work for the CIA or FBI. If if that's your girl and she's going to be your girl and and you really want to move forward, then you shouldn't shouldn't have anything on on your phone that she can't see. Now, if you just – you got her there just to play the field, okay then. She needs to look out for you. You know what I mean? She needs to see the signs and know the signs. But other than that, that's what it is, man. Social media is such a game. It's such a blessing and a malediction all in the same thing. Keep up with old friends, but also um, have a lot of detriments. But let us know your thoughts, your feelings. Wait, 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 wait. So where do we land? 
It's okay to like pictures of people of the opposite sex as long as they're not thirst traps and as long as you don't overdo it, right? Moderation, baby. For me, no thirst traps and moderation is the key. Okay, that's how I feel too. Um, I just want to make sure that we made our stance clear on that. So let us hear what your stance is on that. You know you can tweet us. You guys do that all the time. We love it when you do. Helps us let you know. Helps us to know you listen to the show, but it also helps us to stay engaged with it. Um, so let us know. Get at us. RVK. Rat me, boys. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. On to West Virginia University Sports. Jeremy, they're in serious doubt for fall and even winter, but right now we're going to proceed in this conversation as if they're going to happen. Let's start with the kickoff classic, the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Not Chick-fil-A Bowl. Chick-fil-A kickoff classic, whatever it's called. Can wait a second. Let me get this out of here because I got to get something off my chest. We haven't done off my chest for a while. I got to get it off my chest. Brandon, I'm going to be honest with you. You know what irritates me? Lots of stuff. I <laughs> true, very true. All right, um, <laughs> he came with a good answer. Um, all these little kids, you know, you know, you know, RBK love the kids. We love the kids. Love the kids. But I'm talking to dudes at work, and they're leaving work to go to their their kids' softball games, or they're go they're leaving to go to their kids' football practice. And I'm seeing football practice and softball games all across the country. You mean to tell me? We can have little league softball and and football. I saw our, our home girl Amanda Maisie. Shout out, you know, the Maisie family and everything they're doing in Morgantown. She was like, our son got picked for pretty much an all star team for West Virginia, and they have all this schedule of games where they're playing other teams from the across, across the country. And she's like, we're so excited! July twenty eighth it starts. You mean to tell me we can play for teams from all over the country? Um, whether even even if it's just regional, all this stuff is going on, and there's the MLS going on, and there's tennis going on, and there's golf going on. How in the world are we not going to have college football? How in the world? One word, Jeremy. Liability. That's it. Oh, my goodness. I was going to say money. It's not money. It's liability. You mean to tell me we can have – all these Little League football games and Tri-C and the Ramblers, shout out to Parkersburg uh, Little League football teams, um, that are going to camps and playing two-a-days and everybody's there and somehow college football can't go on? No, I mean, Jeremy, you got to remember, it's a very different thing. One, you're dealing with bigger teams in college football. There's 85 scholarships, right? True. So how many people you got walking on? You're talking about hundreds of people. Just in players and coaches, not talking about training staff, that have got to be tested every day, so there's the cost. Um, then you have the liability of people playing. Then you have to remember that these schools don't make money. They're not going to make as much money if there's nobody in the stands. So the question is, will there be people in the stands? Will they be socially distanced? What percentage will be there? How many concessions are they going to sell? NASCAR figured it out. NASCAR had 25,000 people in the, in the stands. Yeah, they had 25,000 people in the stands, but NASCAR's a different sport. They don't have people huddling up. They don't have people tackling it in each other's faces. They're in their cars, okay? It's not the but same the fans, thing. Fans are the exact same thing. The fans spaced out are, are the same, 
But I also don't know what their policies are about letting people bring in food and drink. Okay, we can make that even. Next I'm, bullcrap. I'm serious. I don't know what the next, policy next, is. Yeah, yeah. We can make that even, whatever it is. Next bullcrap excuse excuse you have. You think that's a bullcrap excuse? Really? Have you been food to Mountaineer drink, Field? Bring it have in you been to Mountaineer Field what, and tried to use the bathroom, the Jeremy? people are doing, college football can mimic. No alcohol? Fine. No food at all. Perfect. Jeremy, West Virginia cannot afford... What they're telling you is they can't afford to do that. They can't afford to say, no booze, no food. We can't afford to do that. They can't afford to put on the games and test every day and not make any money on concessions. That's what college football is telling you. Okay, that's a little different. This is a bottom line business. I'm a little strong in my last little statement. Okay, I guess I guess I kind of see what you're saying. I mean, NASCAR's got deals with TV that are different than what college football has with TV. I don't know what all, you know, there's money. That's the biggest thing you got to remember. People, like Clay Travis is a moron in my opinion. And I'll tell you why he's a moron. He's out here saying that there's these writers who are against having college football, talking about how there won't be any college football, and that they're going to lose their jobs if there isn't college football, so he doesn't know why they're naysayers. And my big thing with that is, do you really think that writers don't want there to be college football? You think Pat Forty or Pete Tamil? or um, Chris Anderson, or Kyle, or uh, uh, who else? Keenan Cummings, or Chris Hall, or Skylar Callahan. Those guys don't want college football happening. Just because they report what's happening, facts about what's being stated, does not mean they don't want it to happen. And I don't know why people get that confused. Conflate saying it's not going to happen with saying I don't want it to happen. I've been saying early on that I didn't think college football was going to happen, at least not on time, or at least not at a full schedule. There's no part of me that doesn't want there to be a college football season. I want there to be a college football season. I want there to be 12 games minimum, plus the bowl games, conference championships, and all that. So I'm just tired of all you know all the people saying things that don't make any sense. Now I get I get what you're saying. I, I you know I I think everybody has their feelings. Get back to the Chick Fil A thing. What you were well, about the Chick-fil-A. big thing with that is Chris Hall just broke the story for Sports Illust- for W Sports for SIWV uh, Sports Illustrated West West Virginia. Um, he spoke to the guy who runs Chick Fil A, uh, the Chick Fil A kickoff bowl, and he said if there are no fans, there will be no game because they can't afford it. He also said part of what they didn't realize is that, or that they didn't factor in, is that they might have to hand out face coverings to people, which is an additional cost, which is something they had not, you know, calculated when they when they scheduled this game. Um, so, and this is in Georgia. You know what's right funny? Now. You know what's funny? If some, all right, so Brandon, if you invite somebody to go, let's say, let's say somebody you invite somebody to go bowling with you, Brandon. And they call you and say, hey, Brandon, hey, I appreciate the invite. I can't come. And they give you four excuses why they can't come. What do you feel like? I feel like they can't. They don't want to come. They don't want to come. If you get four excuses, that means it's not worth it. I think Chick-fil-A is doing that. Like hearing, and this is just purely hearing what you're saying. If there's no fans. If there's no, uh, we didn't we didn't factor in the masks, which mean which pretty much what you get into is when you give too many excuses, it just means it's not worth it to you. And I'm not saying it should be worth it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the Chick Fil A bowl for pulling out. I'm just saying when they give 
numerous excuses, it means it's not happening. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Georgia's going to decide about fans. And I don't know how many fans they have to have in order for it to be viable. You know what I mean? Like, they're saying if there's no fans, there definitely won't be a game. But what if there's 25% fans? Will that be enough revenue for them to, to um, have and the game? hopefully they factor that in. Because how in the world would Chick- the Chick-fil-A Bowl, Peach Bowl, whatever, down in Atlanta, Georgia, how in the world would they think that they're going to have a full stadium after everything that's going on? So there's no way in the world or even half capacity. Maybe half capacity is what they were aiming for. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know how all those deliberations work. But I do know college football sounds like it's in trouble. Now, another thing that's been floated out there is that if the ACC does a plus does conference only plus one, then we might end up playing Virginia in that kickoff game instead of Florida State because Florida State would then play Florida as their plus one to their conference schedule. How do you feel about playing the Wahoos? Uh, I, I would like playing them. I think uh, for you know what my ex boss where I worked a few years ago was from a team that was a rival with Virginia, and he broke down why I should hate Virginia, and um, he did a good job because he convinced me I don't hate them, but trust me I would I would take pleasure in beating them. So so bring on the fighting up, uh, oh man I forgot. Uh, Cavaliers, the Wahoos. No, 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 no. The Giants running back. Oh, Tiki, Tiki Barber. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, didn't they play? Didn't they play for the Cavaliers? Didn't it? Him and Rondé. Yeah. Yeah, didn't I they? think so. I could have swore. Maybe it was, uh, I don't know, Jones. Jones played for the Cavaliers when he beat Florida State. But, uh, yeah, I think it was any, either, either way. Yeah, bring him on. Yeah, bring him on. I, I'm ready for him. I'm ready for college football, period, Brandon. I'll be honest with you. I don't care who we play. I don't care who you put on our schedule first. I'm ready. I'm ready to see Deggy or, or Kendall or or whoever get out there and show us what they got. You know what I mean? That's like, what I that's where I am right now. I'm just ready to see a kickoff. I'm ready to hear the chance. They already said the pride of West Virginia will be sidelined to just basically a pet band, so they will not be traveling. Um but it's it's interesting. Like we're I just July, want football. I just we're want in July. football. We're almost at the end of July. We're we're more than halfway through this year. It's football time. This year has been terrible. There's been so many things that have marred it. But here we are. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping that somehow we can we can fight the way through and, and actually play some football and people can stay healthy. Actually, I heard about the NHL, which is not college football. That there was like 800 tests done, and there was like 18 or something tests that came back positive. So there are some good looks going on. But anybody who loves West Virginia, anybody who loves college football, anybody who loves football in general, just please, baby. I'm just I'm just crossing my fingers every single day and just hoping. I really am, man. Well, I heard some bad news. I heard from a secret source. Of course, everybody has sources, but I heard from a source, somebody who's connected to some extent. That uh, this week, Governor DeWine is going to change Ohio's fall sports to spring sports. I don't know if he has that power. I don't know what that exactly means. I don't know if that's just high school. But if that includes Ohio State, then that's big trouble for all of the Big Ten and all of the rest of college football. 
that's not big trouble for the Big Ten. If he, if he changes it, that means that everybody's in cahoots and they're all changing it, which means everybody's changing. So we'll see if it actually happens. We'll see if it comes to fruition. But um, things, right. are not, things are not looking good for college football. Yeah, this is depressing me. Let's get on to a new subject. It really is. I all right, you want new... something that's not depressing? Yeah, yeah, bring him in. Eric Martin, coach Eric Martin, assistant coach for the West Virginia Mountaineers, former Cincinnati basketball player, international international basketball player himself, who's seen a lot, who was there for the Final Four for WVU, tweeted out, and I quote, I couldn't be more excited about workouts tomorrow. He wrote this day a day ago. I feel like a kid on Christmas Eve. It's been four months since I was with my family slash team, and this could be the most talented team we've had at WVU in my 13 years here. National championship or bust. Let's get it. Multiple exclamation points. Jeremy. Let's get it. Let's, let's get, it. get it. I'm so excited Eric about this team. To you, baby. Talking the whole doggone team. Like, you talk about leader, being a leader, you know, fire your team up. Dude, I ain't even playing on the team. I'm fired up. Championship of bust, baby. I've been down for you. I've been down the ride. All day, every day. Irk, holla at your boy. RBK, we down with you, baby. I'm telling you, that gets me fired up. I'm so fired up. All that other stuff, great. Great, best team, whatever. Championship of bust, that's what I'm talking about. Big talk. Bring it. The most we recent. Think mama, we bringing it. The most Told recent. Showed y'all before. <laughs> the most recent bracketology has WVU as a three seed preseason, which is good. That's a good seed. Has us finishing third in the Big 12, but not where I want to be if we're talking about national championship. If we're talking national championship, I want a one seed, son. I don't care where we finish. We can finish a three seed. We can finish a four seed. Eric Martin, baby, I'm with you. I'm riding with you. Ride or die, baby. Rough Riders, we with you, baby. We we down the ride. I'm that's telling a, you, I'm still pumped. You can't get me off this high horse. And that's Let's a, go, Mountaineers. That's baby. in a new Coliseum. You're, you're a Mountaineer fan. How do you not get jacked? How do you not get pumped? This is a coach speaking. Coaches always keep it close to the belt. They always say what's politically correct and what you should say. When this dude is saying championship or bust, that means let's go, baby. No, Jeremy, you're 100 percent right. And there's a new stadium seating with new with a new stadium scoreboard to go along with new players like Kadrian Johnson, Todd Thwaite, um, or Thweet. I can't ever remember how to say his name. <laughs> Isaiah Cottrell to go along with what we already have in Derek Culver, Oscar Sheebway, um, Jalen Bridges, who it was a red shirt last year, but everybody's talking big things about him. It really looks like we got guys out there who can do their thing. Taz Sherman, Sean McNeil. It really looks like we have the kind of team, the kind of length, the kind of speed that we need to be successful. My question is, will we be able to put the ball in the bucket? We've led the league, we've led the nation three years in a row in offensive rebounding. And what that tells me is we don't shoot the ball well. Will that change this year? I believe so. Look, look, it doesn't take much for me to drink the Kool-Aid. And my dude just made me guzzle it. Let's go. Yes. Yes, we will. We'll figure it out. Maybe, look, I'm not sitting here telling you we're going to win the Big 12. I'm not sitting here telling you we're going to go undefeated. I'm not sitting here telling you that we're better than every single team we play. What I am telling you is we have enough talent that by the time the tournament comes, we're going to play Bob Huggins' ball. 
with passion, with heart, with fierceness, and without being scared. Ain't scared. Let's go. Rap me, boys! What I'm trying to say is that I love you. I just, I feel like this is coming to an end. And it's better for me to let it go now and hold on and hurt you. It's been nearly a month. We've all been waiting with bated breath. What would be the outcome? West Virginia defensive coordinator Vic Coning, Kenning, however you say his name. I always get it twisted. Well, we now have a decision on West Virginia University's part. They've decided to mutually part ways. Vic Canning will get approximately $600,000, which is left on his contract. Um, but he will no longer be the defensive coordinator for West Virginia. The news from Sports Illustrated Mountaineer Maven is that Jordan Leslie looks like he's going to be the new defensive coordinator, the current defensive line coach. Jeremy, how do you feel about all of these revelations? Truth be told, when I first heard it, the first thing I thought, I was surprised. I was kind of surprised because there was so it was so quiet for so long. I thought maybe um, it was one of the things they would handle internally, and you know there'd be little changes made here and there culturally. But I was starting to feel like he was going to survive. He was me still going to be there. Me too. So for me, and, and especially you know with some uh, uh, recruits, uh, defensive line recruits coming to West, I thought okay, they know something. He's going to be all right. We're going to proceed forward. That is not the case. I was actually kind of shocked when I saw it this morning. Uh, this morning being Wednesday, our podcast doesn't come out until tomorrow, so you'll hear it on Thursday. But still, I was I was a little bit shocked when I started seeing the information uh, rolling out from you know all kinds of sources. Yeah, I was shocked too. It, it really surprised me that he was fired, or that, that they de- they parted ways mutually. I guess is the way to say it. <laughs> Which, if you yeah. know anything about sports, he was fired. He wasn't given the option to return. Um, otherwise, it would not have called it this. I would imagine that the investigation, they say the investigation was very brief. In fact, that it didn't take long for this decision to be made, that the time that's elapsed has been on the contract agreement and the non-disclosure agreement. Basically, neither side is going to say anything, which is what has a lot of people frustrated right now is that there's really no information about what happened. They said they were going to do an investigation, more than just what Kerry Martin tweeted, to figure out what actually went on. And none of us get the satisfaction of seeing the evidence for ourselves and making a decision. So people Let are like, say, huh? Yeah, I mean, I will say that I'm interested in seeing what the investigation, what was part of the investigation, what actually came out with it. But first thing I want to do is I want to tip my cap to this athletic uh, administration for the way that they handle things. So even going back to Neil Brown being hired, Shane Lines got in there. Um, you knew some of the candidates. They seemed like they were thorough in their, you know, who they were going to pick, but it didn't take forever. And when it came out, there weren't leaks before. You know, it just came out. I like that. Even with this, this particular circumstances, it seemed like they like they did their due diligence. I like the hands that we're in with our athletic administration because I feel like they they handle it without a bunch of fanfare, without a bunch of leaks, without a bunch of uh, false information or fault. They get to it. They keep it in-house, and then they release a statement. And and that's kind of how it happened here. It was so quiet for so long, I didn't know it was going anywhere. So I, in that aspect, I do like how they handle situations. So there's not a whole lot of ruckus and not a whole lot of media outpouring through this whole, you know, timeline. 
Yeah, I agree. In fact, that's where I wanted to go next. My first question for anybody listening to this podcast, anybody who calls themselves a West Virginia University football fan, do you trust Neil Brown and do you trust Shane Lyons? If the answer has been yes up until this point, I don't see how this decision changes it. Because what do you know that they don't? Amen. And so people bo- want to – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, you I go ahead. Mean to cut people, you off. people want to what? People want to blame Kerry Martin. Kerry Martin, I hope you're happy with yourself. I hope you're this with yourself. And it's a little frustrating. When I saw in his tweet that he came out and said, yes, he put it out in the public, but people want to bash people for being anonymous. I mean, he could have leaked it through side channels anonymously saying this and that. about. He didn't. He came straight forward. He mentioned – he wasn't vague. He gave six incidences which things took place that he didn't feel comfortable. But he also, through it all, said in there, he's not a bad person. He does mean well. He wasn't coming out trying to kill Vic Coning. But he was saying, I feel uncomfortable with him. I feel uncomfortable with him. Then in the end, it was Neil Brown and Shane Lyons and Gordon Gee and those type of people who got to look at the investigation, who got to look into things and got to make a decision. They are the ones who made the decision. Hey, you know what? We've decided it's best they part ways. And you better believe if it was just Kerry Martin, if he was the only one saying this, I don't think this would have been the outcome. I agree totally. Now, maybe he's the one who, who brought it to light because he didn't feel comfortable. But in, in investigating, they said that investigation didn't take very long. Now, you could think, well, they had an agenda, so they got to the conclusion they wanted to. But is that what you know about Neil Brown and Shay Lyons? I don't believe so. I could be wrong, but I don't believe so. I feel like they do their due diligence. So when they got in there, I feel like they got a lot of other people who felt just the same way, and they felt the culture that Vic Coning was bringing to this defensive unit wasn't what West Virginia wanted. And then in the end, they made their decision. But this wasn't Kerry Martin's decision. All Kerry Martin did was tell you why he felt uncomfortable and why all everybody on the defensive unit felt the same way. I feel bad for Kerry Martin. I feel bad for him for the same reasons you're saying. People are saying this is Kerry Martin got what he wanted. Kerry Martin won. And I said, and somebody else tweeted, who said it was a competition between Vic Coning and, and, and Kerry Martin Jr.? Who said this is what Kerry Martin Jr. wanted? For all we know, all he wanted was uh, an apology. Or maybe he wanted the action simply to change, or the words to simply change. That, so I feel bad for Kerry Martin because he's going to have this on his back as a Mountaineer from now on, if he stays a Mountaineer, which we'll have to wait and see how that even goes. But the other question. No, but think about this. Like Derek Pitts. Why did Derek Pitts transfer? Exactly. According to Kerry Martin Jr., it sounds like in part because of things that Vic Coning said and did. So here's one player who didn't feel comfortable with the culture, a big time player, a player who made big time impact on the West Virginia defense, all star caliber, uh, uh, all conference caliber, who transfers out. Do we want that for our for our team if, if it's not an individually based thing? No, we want what's best for West Virginia. So Kerry Martin speaks out about a culture that he feels like is more more or less toxic, that is running players away. And then, like I said, the the higher ups make the decision. Like I don't understand how people are killing Kerry Martin for saying that he felt uncomfortable when he also noted to the fact he said many of us feel uncomfortable being around him. And once again, just to reiterate, he also said he's not a bad person and he does mean well. The thing I ask, too, is you think that the West Virginia University Athletic Department can afford to make this move financially based off of some tweets? You think Amen. they can afford to, to give up almost $600,000 
in any circumstance, let alone in the COVID atmosphere that we live in currently. With with COVID nineteen going around, hurting budgets, the possibility of a shortened season, if not a an absent season, you think they can afford to just give Vic Koning six hundred thousand dollars to walk away? Amen. It doesn't that doesn't make any sense? It doesn't match reason or logic. Obviously, there is to me, it's obvious to me that there was more to the situation. The other thing that happened is what you said. Now we won't know this until the full investigation is released, and it may never be released. But somebody will FOIA it. You will get a federal. Um, Office of Information Act, I think is what it is, um, where pe- because it's a public institution where people will, will try to deduce exactly what happened here with Kerry Martin, with Vic Coning, with this investigation. But you saw the players immediately come to Kerry Martin's support on Twitter. You saw them come to his support on social media. Who came to Vic Coning's support? Which one of the players stood up and said, this is my coach. He doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. This is my coach. He doesn't treat me this way. This is my coach. I don't believe the things that Kerry Martin Jr. is saying. Which one Powerful of the players point. stood up and said that? Powerful point because I didn't even think about that. And even today when it's announced, what do, it's announced. What, no, no, because what do the players have to lose for saying it? Now, yeah. maybe some coach would feel like, well, I don't want to get caught over the mix and people think blah, blah, blah. Players have nothing to lose to say, hey, this is my coach. He doesn't treat me like that. And they could even say – Kerry Martin Jr. may have experienced that, and I'm sorry, but I haven't experienced that. Nobody said that. Nobody stood, nobody stood up for Vic Coning, and nobody, even if, with him getting with him losing his job here, nobody stood up for him. So how in the world do you think the players actually feel? What are the chances that this is just Kerry Martin Jr. and he got fired over just some tweets? That doesn't make any sense. And we're not we're not saying we hate Vic Coning, man. From everything I hear, not at all. I met Vic Coning. Vic Coning was nice to me in person. He shook my hand like a man. He treated me with respect, and he didn't even know who I was. I, the he, respect that he has amongst people, uh, or even Pat Forty talked about meeting him. The respect he has uh, around the coaching of, uh, 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 t- uh, I was gonna say coaching team, but the coaching, um, the coaching tree, coaching he, fraternity, fraternity around the country. They seem to love him. He seems to be a likable guy. So we're not coming at him. I'm just telling you what was reported in the culture that was reported and why. For me, more more importantly, I feel like, you know what I am? I'm defending Kerry Martin because I see people killing him on social media for saying that he felt uncomfortable. And I hear people saying that they West Virginia lost fans today. If West Virginia lost fans today, you were not a fan to begin with. I firmly believe that wholeheartedly. Nothing came out today that told you any information that would make you change your mind about whether or not Vic Coning should have been fired. Nothing. Nothing was said. Now, if you have insider information, that's one thing. But publicly, nothing was said today that should change your mind about Neil Brown, Shane Lyons, or trusting the climb. So the question is, do you really trust the climb, or is that just your hashtag that you use? Or is that just something you use to get retweets? That's the question I have for a lot of people today. And if you think... Go ahead. No, and everybody wants to talk about yesteryear. Well, yesteryear, uh, it had been taken and handled in behind. You know, the problem is, all, and it's all about the sucking up mentality. Now, I, I agree, football is, you know, a, a, a game where you have to be taught and led, and you have to learn discipline, and there's a lot of things that you do have to suck up. But there's a lot of things nowadays that it's not like yesteryear. Yesteryear got us the Washington Redskins and the scandal that, that's going on there. Yesteryear you mean, you mean got the, us- You mean the scandal as far as sexual harassment? Yes, but 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 uh, yeah, as, as far as sexual harassment, but as for everybody keep their mouth closed and suck it up. It's not that bad. Suck it up. Yeah, be grateful you, know you have a job. Be grateful you get to work here. 
the culture in that way, yesteryear does not work. I know everybody wants to look up, oh, it was so good. No, no, there's so many problems that are coming out of yesteryear. That's why we are where we are today, where people have to speak out for things to change. And that's what Kerry Martin wanted. He's saying this culture is toxic. Derek Pitts just transferred, which I feel was over stuff like this. Yeah, and so I'm not sitting here, like, so Jeremy and I are not here making political statements. We're not talking about what needs to change in the country, in the world. We're not talk- making political statements that way. We're talking about winning football games. You want to win football games, you've got to get young players to play for you. And you can't just get one type of player to play for you. You've got to be able to speak to any player who walks in your locker room. And that means part of what can't happen is you cannot talk about politics. You cannot try to convert people from their religion to your religion if you are a person in position of power at a public university. It can't happen. I don't care what religion that is. I don't care. You can't do it. And you can't use terms that have been that have been deemed hurtful and um, offensive. You can't do that. That's done. It's over. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you, but that time has passed. It's over. And people who are saying – I saw somebody say we've lost the best coordinator and uh, a coach, assistant coach, since Don Nealon was here. Well, if that's true, Neil Brown it has to prove his mettle. Neil Brown now gets to prove what kind of coach he is, whether or not we really should have put our faith in him. Because one guy should not ruin your whole program, especially if he's not the head man. Neil Brown now, according to reports, is going to use Jordan Leslie as a defensive coordinator. Not sure if that's an interim job or if it's a full-time, if it's going to be the full-time job. But Jordan Leslie seems to have the respect of the locker room. His players seem to love him, and he seems to be the kind of guy who's up for this position. I also like the continuity because it's somebody who's already on staff, who's already familiar with the personnel, who's already familiar with the other coaches, but who's, le- who's not very likely to change your philosophy on defense. Um, so for me, I personally think this, this situation was handled as well as a messy situation can be. I agree. I agree 100%. And I just want to reiterate, I did like Vic Koning. I, I thought the defense was uh, uh, lining up nicely. We had so many freshmen last year um, that played, and you could see us getting better. You know, it was a work in progress. I was excited to see what he could do, and I do think he was a good coach for us. I think he was a really good coach for us. Yes, me too. So, so and don't I get think that. he's going to land on his feet. I don't think the guy's oh, going to stay oh, jobless. Yeah. And we and we wish him the best. We really do. We wish him the absolute I wish him best. The, I wish him the best. And I also just – somebody told me today that, that Kerry Martin destroyed Vic Koning's life. And I'm thinking the man's getting his money from his contract. And he's not in jail. He's not been blackballed from anything. He's not being accused of using the N-word or something like that. He's going to land on his feet. He's not going to have any trouble continuing as a football coach in this industry. That's how we feel. Get at us. We know there's a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings. Everything is raw and fresh. So uh, let us know. Let RBK know how you feel about this whole situation and where West Virginia goes from here. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.